Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Stephen Capaldo, and I'm coming to you from uh, Wheelbarrow Man and from Capaldo with Love. And I have a brief uh, message this afternoon about a, a YouTube uh, video that I saw recently that kind of uh, sums up the stakes of the uh, of, of the coming election, which which I understand some people are sick of and they don't want to talk about and they don't want to vote and they don't want uh, you to vote. And I understand. I understand why people are just fed up with the whole thing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we're still here on planet Earth and there are still choices to be made and it's, you know, you, you, you can, you can uh, avoid making choices. There are different ways to avoid making choices. Don't vote. Vote for uh, a minor party or, you know, whatever. You can just ignore the whole thing. And it's, you know, you know it's, there's nothing that says that, uh, that, that you have to participate. Um, I think that there are uh, civic reasons, let's say, to participate. And, you know, the, what, what kind of, what kind of uh, um, you know, country and world do you want to live in? Uh, and what kind of future do you want for the people uh, closest to you, especially, uh, and especially those younger th than you? You know, children and grandchildren and such. Uh, what what do you want their future to look like? And it doesn't it doesn't look like a great future sometimes. But from the standpoint of a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, we know that God has the victory, and that eventually the victory will be made manifest. We don't know exactly when. We don't know exactly how. What it's all going to look like. But uh, there are signs that uh, big changes are at hand, and so we just have to keep walking in faith. And uh, I just wanted to brief you on this uh, YouTube video that I saw the, uh, the other day uh, by a gentleman named Thomas Klingenstein. Um, I, I'd never heard of him. He's a, he's a financial investment uh, uh, manager or consultant, something like that. And he writes uh, plays and he's in a research institute. He's the chair of a research institute or something like that. But he did a YouTube message recently, uh, which is called A Man Versus a Movement. And basically what he's, uh, he's saying, he talks about what the stakes are for the coming election, and he uh, portrays uh, Trump as a, a flawed human being, but as the one that's needed right now. And sometimes that's the way it is. That's, it's a question of God's timing. And the, the people who suggest that uh, everybody just turn their back on what's happening and not participate in anything going on in the world, uh, you can do that. That's fine. But you're not taking into account the fact that God can use people in this world, in the here and now, to do certain things. And I think that uh, there's a possibility here that Trump, no matter what you think of him, that he is being used to try to do something to stop the... Uh, criminal and pedophile ga gangs that are running the world right now. Um, there is some evidence to that. If people really want to open their minds, open their hearts and look into it, that uh, this is a very, uh, this is a flawed man, like the rest of us, flawed men, flawed women. women. Uh, and yet, it's quite possible that he's the man for the times. He's he's the, the, the one for the times. And this uh, Mr. Klingenstein uh, makes the point, you know, what's what, what are the stakes of this election? That it really isn't about Trump versus Biden. It's really about uh, is the U.S. a country that basically has always been a bad country and it continues to be a bad country? Uh, or is the U.S. basically a good country that has has made some some bad mistakes, but basically is a good country? 
And, and that's kind of the choice. That's kind of the thought process that if you're going to vote, I mean, you, you have to go through this, thinking this through. But it isn't really about Trump and Biden. It's about, you know, what, what circumstances do you want to live in and do you want the next generations to live in? Uh, and what about the history of, of the U.S.? Is it basically a good country that's made some bad mistakes, but basically a good country? Or is it basically a bad country that has never done anything good? Uh, which is really what a lot of the people behind uh, the other candidate, uh, Joe Biden, seem to be suggesting. Uh, the basic values of the U.S., at least this is the, what the U.S. would would have people believe, is that uh, you don't really see it right now, but the, the basic values, the core values of the country, it was a country founded on uh, things like uh, human rights and uh, economic freedoms, you know, helping others, serving others, um, and supposed to be a colorblind nation. Now, the, the knock on the U.S. is that, well, it was founded by a bunch of rich white people. Uh, well, I don't know if they were all rich. They were mostly white. Uh, that's true. But um, the values of the country apply to anyone who wishes to embrace them. Uh, they're not white values, if you want more human rights, if you want more economic freedoms, if you want to help and serve people, if you want uh, a colorblind society, which the U.S. has had a great deal of difficulty achieving because of the history of slavery, right? Because there was slavery for a long time, and then after slavery ended, there were forms of oppression that were almost as bad, you know, for another hundred years, and like uh, convict leasing, you might want to look that up, sharecropping, you might want to look that up. Uh, it wasn't really until about the 1960s when you started to see some actual rights for, for black people. And not to say that the situation is perfect, but the situation has improved. And in many other countries where they have these kind of, you know, racial problems and ethnic problems and religious problems and uh, wars between majorities and minorities, in many of those countries, things don't change very much. They don't, I mean, you know, it's taken the U.S., you know, 200 years, you know, to make some headway. Uh, but at least there has been some, and in a lot of countries there isn't. And if you look just mathematically, you look at the, the number of, uh, you know, rights and um, prosperity and, you know, ac how many people have had access to rights and prosperity historically, uh, it's, it, it, is, it is something significant. Uh, even though it is uh, a flawed country, an imperfect country, because it's made up of human beings. Human beings run it. Uh, but what the U.S. has become recently, which uh, is very alarming, is that it's not just kind of a, a country that's run by flawed human beings. It's a country that's run by a, a totally corrupt, a corrupt, I would say, irredeemable uh, system. Um, Really, it's, it's become a criminal country, at least the people that run it. I mean, the, the, basis, the basic people, I think, are just people. But the people that run it, I mean, they're, they're just, uh, they're, they're beyond the pale. So this is what people have to decide. Do you want to go back to at least the, 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 the ideal core values of the U.S., what they were supposed to be? Uh, or do you want to embrace some other type of ideology, some other type of philosophy, which the people behind Biden are supporting to say that the U.S. has never done anything good. The U.S. has always been racist since the days of Christopher Columbus and 1619 and, and all of it. It's always been racist. It's always been sexist. It's always been ageist. Uh, if you are white, you are racist. Uh, it's always been homophobe, uh, Islamophobe. Um, 
you know, are this uh, xenophobe, xenophobic as well. So, uh, I mean, are these basically the core values or is it the case that you see some people who are like this, but these are not the core values of the U.S. I mean, there may be some people like this. And, you know, Trump always gets blasted that he's this way or he attracts people that are that way. And, you know, you can't hold someone responsible for every viewpoint that someone has. Uh, and even if the person supports that person or votes for that person, you, you can't hold the, 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 that person responsible for every viewpoint that someone else has. So this is really the fault line. This is what's, what has to be decided. Are the basic U.S. values good? Are the basic U.S. values bad? And you, you have a choice on that basis. You have uh, a choice between, uh, you know, if a, a human being who this Mr. Uh, Klingenstein calls uh, a boor and a braggart and uh, petty and vengeful. He uses a lot of fairly strong words to describe Trump. But then he also says that, you know, sometimes that's, you, 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 that's the one you need, you know. And, and that's basically what he's saying is that any other time you'd probably say this is a joke that someone like this would be a president. Uh, he's totally not presidential. But if you want, <coughs> pardon me, if you want someone for the job of cleaning up the criminal gangs and the pedophile gangs, uh, maybe this tough, brash, boorish guy from New York, maybe this is someone you want to take a look at, right? And the other one, uh, the other candidate, I feel sorry for the other candidate in a way. He is, uh, you know, he's even older than Trump and he's de definitely got some cognitive problems and is definitely being used by the people in back of him who have, who, who are in favor of a, of a ser seriously, seriously Marxist revolutionary agenda, uh, the type of agenda that has been tried in the former Soviet Union and China and Cuba and North Korea and some other places. And, <coughs> pardon me, and it has never worked very well. Um, but this is what people have to decide. Do they want the sort of, to, to try to re-live re, uh, or bring back the core values of the U.S., the founding values of the U.S., or maybe improve on those values? Or do they want to just kind of give up and go along with... Uh, Marxist, Leninist, revolutionary ideology, uh, UN globalism ideology, uh, that type of ideology where you're going to end up with a small number of people who control the resources and the vast majority of people uh, not having very much, not having very much uh, financially and not having very, very much freedom. Uh, and, and that really is, is uh, what, what it comes down to. Uh, if you look at the personalities you know, the the one that is failing in a cognitive sense, you know, he's just kind of, uh, he's, uh, he's just like a grandfather or an uncle. I mean, I think there were some, are some corruption problems there too in his family that are coming, coming up, but coming out. But, but I think to a, to a large extent, people would just view him as just, uh, you know, kindly old, uh, uncle Joe. And, uh, and the other one is just, you know, is just the, 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 the brash, uh, unpolished guy from New York, Trump. That's if you're just looking at this as personalities. But if you look at it in a deeper way, and if you look at it as a choice between two different ideologies, two different philosophies, then you really have something to think about. And if you don't want to look at any of it, because you think that, uh, you know, you're just waiting for Jesus to return or whatever, or you don't care about politics or whatever, that's your choice. 
no, nobody condemns you. You're, you're loved. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but you shouldn't be picking on people if they do think that this is something worth thinking about and that there is an actual choice in the election, then people want to reflect on that. You know, I, I'm, as you can see from my flag in back of me, I'm a Canadian citizen. I don't vote in the U.S. Uh, but I do think people have to, you know, take it, take it very seriously what the, what the choice is and decide. And, you know, you can vote for this one or that one or not vote. Uh, but also don't pick on people who do vote, you know, because we, we're hearing a lot of that too, is that, you know, what are you wasting your time with this? And, you know, it's just uh, vote, vote for Jesus. Okay, well, as far as I know, uh, Jesus is a, a spiritual <laughs> being, and I don't think he's going to be on the ballot, right? You know, it's uh, last I heard, I don't think he's going to be on the ballot. So if you are going to vote, you're going to have some choices other than that. I suppose you could write in, write him in. I mean, people might do that. Do that if you feel that strongly about it. But, um, you know, take, I, I would really recommend you take the choice seriously if, if you're going to get involved. Don't get involved if you don't want to and don't dump on other people who choose to get involved. But if you're going to be involved, take it seriously. I'm not telling you to vote this way or that way, but look at your values. Look at the values of the two uh, philosophies in play. Don't concentrate too much on the two personalities uh, because it's what can you do I mean uh, everybody has flaws we're all imperfect human beings and, and, and that's the way it is but I think that this uh, Tom Thomas Klingenstein he put this very well he, he said he said it a lot more uh, <laughs> I don't know if he said it I'm just kind of summarizing what he said but he he wrote something like a debate a statement for a debate at like 15 20 minutes and he read it and it just makes the points perfectly of what the issues are. And his conclusion is, you know, Trump, Trump is no, uh, he's no perfect man or God or anything like that. But in the current situation, he's the one that's going to clean, clean up the situation. The other one, uh, Joe Biden cannot clean up the situation. And uh, the way he does it is very, is very good. Uh, it's very good the way he, he lays it out. And so I would recommend that to you, uh, A Man Versus a Movement. It's a, it's a YouTube video by Mr. Thomas uh, Klingenstein. So uh, if you would like to listen to that, then I, I, th I think you'll enjoy it or, or you won't enjoy it. I mean, the, the way the things are uh, in the country right now, I mean, everything is so polarized. You know, you might, you might not enjoy it. But if you're, if you're someone who doesn't like Trump, it might be, if you, if you know you're not voting for Trump, I think it's, if nothing would ever change your mind, then... Uh, don't bother. But if you don't know, if you if you really don't like Trump and you don't know who you might vote for, he does he does make the case that you don't have to be a perfect person to get a vote, and you know for someone to have a reason to vote for you, and certainly that's that's what that you're dealing with. And I I read I, I read from someone else named uh, John Rappaport, who's also a very interesting commentator. No more fake news .com. And he, he was saying that uh, Trump is bad news, but the only worse news would be if Biden gets in. And not because of anything personal against him, it's just it's the people behind him who are controlling him. And I do feel sorry for him in a way. He'd probably much rather be uh, home with his family and his grandchildren and just enjoying the rest of his life instead of uh, doing this. And, and if somehow he did win, which hard to tell which way it's going to go, I think, I think Trump is in a position to, to take it. But... Uh, hard to know, um, but uh, if, if somehow Biden took it, I mean, what's he going to do? How long is he going to stay? And what's he going to do? I mean, what what will he be able to do? 
So will he be able to lead? So anyway, these are just some thoughts about what's going on. And uh, so uh, I would... Uh, Say if you wanted to uh, something interesting to do for fifteen or twenty minutes, that uh, Thomas uh, Klingenstein's uh, YouTube "A Man or a Movement," a man versus a movement, uh, is something worth listening to. Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye for now.